Hello and Happy New Year from Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. Uh, today is January 1st, 2019. I hope you all have a healthy and prosperous 2019. So I have posted a new video on my blog. It is from Sunday's Ryzen Show. It is Ayaka Hamasaki versus Kana Asakura. Kana was the Ryzen, is defending the Ryzen uh, Atomweight Championship. And, um, you know, uh, this is going to be, was going to be her toughest fight because she kind of uh, is only 21 years old. She really hasn't faced anybody that's anywhere near as good as Ayaka. So, um, you know, it, it was going to depend on what would happen. So, um, uh, you know, Kana has improved. I think she's one of the most improved fighters anywhere over the last couple of years. But Ayaka is at another level. I mean, she looked great in her last fight, and she hadn't really fought. Uh, she's only she's fought twice this year. This will be her third fight. But prior to that, uh, she was training Rena, so she wasn't really fighting at the time. So the match started with an accidental eye poke, and Ayaka was okay. Uh, but there was some swelling around her right eye. In Japan, they give five minutes for the fighter to recover, even if it is not needed. And if you watch the, the video, you can hear Frank Trigg complain about that. But it's always been like that in Japan. It's just different from what we do here. Now, the first round it was mostly standing. There were a couple of takedown attempts out, but none were notable. Ayaka's striking was more effective. Uh, she seemed to handle the distance better than Kana. And so I scored round one, 10-9 for Ayaka. This thing continued in round two, and Ayaka was continuing to, to win the fight. But it became, So it became clear that Kana was going to have to take this to the ground to get anywhere. But uh, Ayaka is the one who got the takedown. She tripped her, took top position, went to side position, and then she went looking for an arm bar. And, you know, here's an interesting thing about this. Uh, Kana uh, must have blocked the armbar something like three times, okay? And uh, Ayaka would not give up on it. You know, she thought she could, she could hook it. And um, now you say, okay, well, shouldn't, you know, some fighters would have given up on the submission uh, after, you know, one, one, one attempt. But uh, it depends on the submission. Some submissions are low percentage, uh, like if you're talking about uh, um, um, uh, heel hooks and stuff like that, armbar is a little bit different. Uh, there are ways to kind of reset and um, try and uh, uh, get it into a uh, finishing position anyway. And so that's what Ayaka tried to do. Uh, she was winning the fight anyway, so she really didn't have any reason not to do that. And she finally got it, and Kana was forced to tap. So Ayaka Hamasaki is your new Ryzen Atomweight Champion. Uh, you know, she hasn't lost any of her quickness. I mean, she's still basically the best approximation of Megumi Fuji that I've ever seen. You know, she does the same things that Megumi does. Well, that's where she learned it all, right? Now, I don't know who Ryzen could get to challenge Ayaka. Uh, really isn't anybody who's all that good in Japan. I mean, remember, she just beat the um, Deep Jewels... Uh, uh, champ um, uh, Mina Kurobe, right? And believe me, if she, uh, the current uh, Deep Jewels champ is worse than Mina Kurobe. So uh, I just don't think there's anybody out there 
who can really face her. And no, she's not fighting Rena because she trains Rena. Rena's already said she won't fight her. So uh, you can forget about that. Now, someone suggested him, so he, but I actually don't see Road FC allowing her to fight outside Korea. I mean, they're paying her a whole heap of money to fight for them. And I just don't see... I mean, you never know, right? But I just don't see... And I also don't see uh, uh, Ham beating Ayaka anyway. So if they do... What they'll probably possibly do, it wouldn't shock me, if they brought in uh, fighters from Invicta. They have other um, atom weights that they've used in the past, like uh, um, Alyssa... Well, she's already beaten Alyssa Garcia, but uh, uh, Andy Nguyen, and there's a few others, but... None of those are, very, are are worthy of a title shot. I don't give a shit who you're talking about. Um, maybe somebody in, uh, like I said, maybe somebody in Invicta. Anyways, congratulations to Iyaka. You know, she's still a great fighter, and I was very happy to see her win. Okay, uh, don't forget, you can check out that video on my blog, uh, the entire match. All right. Uh, now, today being New Year's Day, I always do a uh, fighter of the year, and the the 2018 Big Bad Blog Fighter of the Year is Amanda Nunez. I'm sure that's not going to surprise anyone. Okay. I, you know, there was really only one other fighter that I was considering under consideration, but, you know, after her big win on Saturday, Amanda was really the only choice. I don't know what I would have done if she had lost. Okay. But Thank, I'm very happy she won. And as you, if you listen to my podcast on Friday, I predicted that she would win like that. You know, I just said, listen, if Amanda wins that fight, that's how she wins. And she did exactly what I thought she would do. Anyways, Amanda, Amanda was born May 30th, 1988 in Salvador, Bahia, Brazil. Her sister took her to a gym and she started training. Now, I first heard of Amanda when she beat veteran fighter Vanessa Porto on December 12, 2009. Now, that fight was not taped, but in Brazil, it's very unusual for an inexperienced fighter to beat an established veteran. So uh, I took note of her name, and fortunately, Amanda's next fight, and she's still in Brazil, was streamed live on SureDog, and uh, I watched that fight, and uh, she beat another experienced fighter, Ejan Gomes, by second round TKO. Now, my guess is Strikeforce matchmaker Rich Chow was also watching because Amanda made her Strikeforce debut with a 14-second TKO over Julia Budd on January 7, 2011. Now, at the time, she was training at MMA Fight Club in New Jersey, who had a working agreement with her Brazilian trainers. Um, now, that fight... First fight in Strike Force was at Featherweight, and she dropped to Bantamweight for her next fight against Alexis Davis. Now, Amanda started out okay, and I thought she won round one, but she ran out of gas and lost by second round TKO. And she made mistakes too. Her endurance was always, has always been her big weakness. So at that point, Amanda moved to the US. She trained at MMA, she was training at MMA Masters in Miami. Uh, she went one and one in Invicta and then signed with the UFC. Uh, she won her first two fights and then lost to Kat Zingano. And like her, her other two fights, Amanda ran out of gas. She basically won the first round and then uh, Kat took over and uh, won by TKO in the third round. 
Now, this is when Amanda moved to American Top Team, and now she's on an eight-fight winning streak. And that's also, of course, where she met her fiance, Nina Ansaroff. So I give uh, ATT a lot of credit, and uh, the uh, co-owner there, Conan Silvera, and uh, the other guys there, including Dean Thomas, uh, for um, you know figuring out uh, what her her problems were and correcting them. Okay, because uh, you know she could have been doing the same things, could have been doing the same thing. So she won the UFC bantamweight championship from Misha Tate with a first round rear naked choke, and since then Amanda has defended. Uh, the title against Ronda Rousey, Valentina Shevchenko, and Raquel Pendington. And now she's won the featherweight belt with a win over the seemingly unbeatable Chris Cyborg. And that's what make, that win is what makes Amanda my 2018 Big Bad Blog Fighter of the Year. Okay, so here's the question. The question you're going to ask, Dana White said on Saturday that Amanda is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Well, maybe in the UFC she is, but for me, <sighs> Megumi Fuji is still the GOAT, okay? You're talking like, uh, you know, over 20 wins in a row, and I'm not going to say anything about the competition level. I mean, that's mostly the fault of the promoters, but uh, even her losses were ridiculously stupid. Like, she should not, she won those fights, really, okay? Including a retirement match where she got poked in the eye. Now... So that's for me anyway. But, you know, uh, Amanda is right there. Uh, is there anybody in the UFC who can beat her? Well, we got a fight coming up in a couple of months. Holly Holm versus Aspen Ladd. Okay? And here's my deal on that. If Aspen Ladd wins that fight, she gets the next title shot. Okay? Because... I think if Holly wins that fight, she's going, to get that, she's going to get that title shot. So I think if Aspen wins, which I actually favor her to win, all right, she's going to get that next title shot. Isn't she inexperienced too young? You know what? Aspen Ladd is really good for a young kid. All right? She's a hell of a fighter. And if she wins this fight, it's a very big fight. She's going to get the next title shot. Other than that, I think that what the um, UFC needs to do is find themselves some new, new bantamweights because, uh, you know, the talent level is not as good as it should be. And uh, uh, most of these fighters, uh, you know, they're not good enough, okay? So they need to find some new uh, bantamweights. And my suspicion is we're going to see some uh, fighters that they, uh, we're going to see some fighters drop to from featherweight to bantamweight. Like we've already seen that with Macy Chason, who I think is a really good fighter. And also Pani Kianzad. Uh, I, the only fighter that I don't think can drop to, to bantamweight is Megan Anderson. So, you know, this is uh, uh, what I think is going to happen because I expect Chris Cyborg to leave the UFC very soon. So that's it. So again, uh, that is uh, Amanda Nunez. Congratulations to her. Uh, I always thought she was a, a great fighter. And I actually, I'm probably uh, the one who uh, knew about her first, okay? Because I took the time to watch one of her fights, one of her early fights. And I don't know if anybody else did that, but I did. So that's all I got to say. All right. Again, uh, check out the uh, video from Ryzen at uh, frankp316.blogspot.com. There were some other women's fights on that show, but uh, really, 
none of them were worth discussing. They were pretty awful for the most part. This was the only, that fight was the only one I was interested in, which is why I didn't watch the show live, because the other fights, the show's too long, too many crappy fights. You get the idea. Now, if you have any, uh, uh, now I don't know when my next podcast is going to be, because I'm not sure. Uh, UFC doesn't have another show for a couple of weeks, so if there's some fight announcements, I should be able to do something on that. Um, I'm not sure what the, UFC, the WWE is up to either. Now, if uh, you have any uh, questions, you can leave a voice message on my podcast. I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Again, have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you later.